0: hey hey welcome back to grow through what you go through it's Courtney I really like how that's my that's my intro I just like how I just yell things like that like I'm so my voice is so positive for whatever reason anywho happy long weekend it's summer I am working still but I definitely I'm taking Mondays and Fridays off which make my weekends extra long and so relaxing so I'm excited to have more time to kind of film these podcasts, especially when I dwindled down to the last few episodes before I end this season one. So again, thank you for whoever's listening, and it's been fun. I love doing this. I love sharing my insight. I love diving into myself. It's very therapeutic for me to kind of be able to talk out loud of what my thoughts look like. Um, so this week, you know, I know last week we talked about you know values and things like that and I'm just kind of popping off on different topics that I just that come to mind that day and this one came up to me yesterday and I was like oh I should record this tomorrow I this week I wanted to focus on control and the lack thereof or the control issues that I personally deal with how control plays a role in anxiety And OCD and things like that that I've mentioned beforehand, and I kind of wanted to dive into control because it's something that I'm currently working on. It is my, it's what I've been focusing on this year alone. So let's get to it. So control, guys, control, boy, control. (laughs) And if like if I was typing about this, I'd be like, "Hah, lol, smiley face." I have a love-hate relationship with control. On and I think it's one of my biggest hurdles to get over it's like a, you're in that horse show and it's that last jump that you have to get over and then you're gonna be smooth sailing from there I feel that I'm getting closer like I jump higher and higher each week and each day but I still struggle with it and I believe it's something I'm gonna be dealing with for my whole life and that's something you know as long as I learn how to accept it I will let go of that rope if so to say so um, I know I had mentioned before when I talk about anxiety, anxiety and stuff it's it's control is like a prominent feature for it for me specifically and probably a lot of you I think that control is either too much or anxiety is too much control or or anxiety surrounds it or vice versa like it can go it goes one of two ways like either control controls you or your anxiety controls you or you know controlling Control <laughs> surrounds anxiety. Anxiety revolves around control. I, I know that you guys know what I mean. And if you need clarification, just reach out to me. But mostly those of us that are affected by anxiety are affected by control. Whether it's having a loss of control feeling, like losing control, or feeling like we need to control everything in order to feel safe. Um, or I try to be less anxious and not think at all, which is also difficult for people. And I am definitely working on the control issues when it comes to my OCD and, you know, my eating stuff and, and my anxiety. The control is the thing I think about every single day, even when I wake up. I link the lack of control. I like a lack of control is my vice. And I, you know, I can go through my whole timeline of life of how control has impacted me positively and negatively and how it has been my safety net, like control is my safety net. And I think that comes up, and I know I'm going to do an episode ep- episode later on about like childhood trauma and childhood, you know, attachment styles and things like that. And I know I mentioned it here and there, but it has a lot. And I think that those of us with anxiety, there wasn't that much control and, we had I guess I can speak for myself I'll just speak in my my own person but I personally felt that control is my structure and I needed structure in order to survive and that there wasn't much structure when I was growing up and I unless I like want to go for it so I would go to my aunt's house and you know her household was more structured than mine I think my mom worked she didn't work a nine-to-five she had like different jobs so there was different scheduling and I just felt out of control. And I obviously, at like a young age, when you're going through that, you even think that it's happening. Like that it's happening, right? And my mom had told me, like even when I was younger, I would create my own bedtimes and I would wake up on my own. I set alarm clocks. I would pick out outfits. And she makes fun of me, but I would wake up and be like, "What's for dinner tonight?" I needed a plan in order to get by and that was my entire childhood. I was like oh, I'm gonna go do this, I'm gonna do this and I would line things up and I would have like a list to cross off. you know even if I was read 30 books today, like I was very I would put a lot of pressure on myself and then I also you know I'd have to get this done in order to do this. like I would I would do my own reward punishment thing. like I have to do all my homework before I play outside. I wouldn't just stop and be like, oh, I gotta treat myself and everything was a pattern. everything was a list that I had to cross off and it made me feel better. And then I'm guessing when I got older, it changed a little bit. I think that when I was a teenager, I let loose a bit and I kind of followed my friend's lead. I would need some encouragement, but that I would follow. But I would still have rules for myself and I would still even manipulate myself in order to feel control. Like when we would go out, be like, okay, I'm going to call my mom or I'm going to bring my shoes or I'm going to do this. If this happens, like I would plan in my head to make sure I knew my escape routes or... Like, I don't even know, like I would have to have control somehow in my, even if it was in my own head, I wouldn't really share it with people. And I'm like, oh, and then it always, and I always felt safer that way. Um, and that was to, you know, being a teenager and the people I hung out with. But then once I had started college, I created, I went back into my bubble of creating my own structure to keep myself busy I would, you know, like I'd have back-to-back classes, go to work, go to bed at a certain time, eat dinner at the same time. And I and I, and again that's kind of what led to my eating disorder and what controlling how I ate, like I would dwindle everything down to like every tiny bit of control. Go to the gym for hours, even if there was a snowstorm. Oh my god, if there was a snowstorm and I had to work out, I would have a crying fit, I swear on everything, and my mom would argue with me, she's like, you cannot take my car to go to the gym right now, it is a snowstorm, and I would do it, because that's how much my day was ran by structure, and if one thing went awry, I was done, I would lose it, and I would force myself to do the things, and I'd be mad at myself if I didn't accomplish all the things I had on my list, and I wouldn't go to bed until I did, and then I had to get eight hours of sleep, I was out of control with control, I would spiral, and I, I couldn't adapt well, and and I never looked inward to what that was about. I used to think I was like, oh, like I'm just so structured. It's really good for me. It's healthy for people to have this and get things done day to day, and blah 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 blah. And I would convince myself that I would have to do it. And I, I'm guessing that's with the OCD thing. Like you have to do it in order to have a good day, or you know, you trick yourself like if I don't step on this many tiles, that this many times something bad's gonna happen. I was a little less than that, but I, that's what it felt like. If that makes sense, I I would you know like if I started something like I had to always be early, I had to go to a I had to be at appointments early. I just the way that my brain functioned in order to be okay was kind of scary. Like when I look back and and I hadn't dealt with so, any of this until about you know this year, and this was a lot of unpacking this year. And you know looking back. It seemed that even at a young age, I would learn how to manipulate to get my way. Like, I used to cry if we, if my parents were like, oh, let's go to Tully's tonight, which is one of our chain restaurants up here. I guess it's not a chain. It's a, it's a family-owned business, but it's becoming a chain, I guess. My family would be like, oh, we're going to Tully's for dinner. I'd be like, no, we can't. Like, what, are we going right now? Like, I don't want it. And I would cry, which I felt was a manipulation strategy to get what I wanted, because I'd be like, I'm not going to eat if we don't eat where I want to go. And that was me gaining control. That was me taking over everyone else's needs, even though I was the only one that didn't like it, they would have to accommodate to me. And unfortunately, my parents gave in to me. They enabled this behavior. So I knew how to manipulate to get what I wanted to feel safe. Unfortunately, this continued, you know, like in my teenhood, like I would manipulate specifically romantic partners. Like I would guilt people to feel bad for me and be there for me and do what I needed for me to be okay and I didn't look outside my bubble. I know that I was never purposeful at that age because I had no idea what I was doing. And I have empathy for that girl because she was lost and she didn't know how to get her needs met without manipulating and lying. And I guess I didn't really lie, but just like I would manipulate and guilt people to focus on my safety. And obviously that isn't the greatest thing to do, and I I wanted to feel stable, and that's how I would do it, or I would want male attention, so I would fight for it like that. And that's why, you know, romantic relationships are really difficult for me, because up until this year, like I'm saying, like I did not notice this, like even the last person that I had had talked to romantically, I did that. That's 27 years, almost 28 years this month that I did shit like that, and it's hurtful to like look back and see that, right? And you know, I would beg and bug, and I hated the unknown. Like I had to manipulate answers, and like the way that I would ask questions, force people to answer questions. And look at that, like that's controlling a situation that cannot be controlled. So I controlled answers that weren't meant to be answered that way. I'm sure people felt like they needed to give me the answers I wanted to move past the conversation because I was fixate. I would dig my heels in. And even with my mom, like I, and it's unfortunate because I don't think I've ever fully gotten full truth from from people because of my behaviors like this and my manipulation and like, you know, stopping myself and feeling that raw feeling that this was manipulation. It hurts. It hurts that I played a factor. And I know one of my past people had mentioned to me like, hey, court, like look inward. Like, what are you contributing to each one of these situations that are creating the same result? And I never looked at my part because, again, I always played victim. And I and it's raw, this feeling like even me talking about it right now makes me feel shitty. But I'm human and I'm fixing it now. And that's all that matters. Like, I'm glad I'm fixing it now rather than later. But damn, was it bad. And I wish I could have some example, more examples that are coming to me. But I don't want to roast myself right now. This is about the here and forward. So anyways, now in order for me, like how I'm confronting it, I'm trying, I'm really trying how to flow and I'm, I'm taking in people's suggestions more than ever before. I know Maddie and Molly and some of my other friends, you know, from my Pine Grove people, um, you know, older people, people, my age, newer people like telling me to let go. Because once you make a plan, like, you're screwing yourself over because you don't know how things are going to turn out. And you can't expect good outcome. You can't just expect anything. Like, it can go anywhere. And this is the first time I'm just letting things be. And I, you know, I still catch myself reaching out to people and trying to control the uncontrollable. And I'm like, you know what, Courtney? Like, just chill out. And I think those are the days that I feel really sad. Like, yesterday I had a sad day. And the more I kind of... um Marinated on it, I kind of see. I felt like this was the issue. I'm trying to control things that are not controllable, and it's making me lose my goddamn mind. And I'm letting it be. I can't control how people are going to react to me, how they feel about me. I can't even control how I feel about somebody else. So why would I expect expect that from them? You know. And I just put myself out there, and I want to be more carefree. And I want to put myself out there more instead of being like, "Eh, I don't want to go out. I'm uncomfortable, like when this person talks to me, I feel uncomfortable, I don't want to feel any of that, I just want to be free, things are going to flow, and I think that life is more beautiful when it flows, and I'm taking a step back, and I know that, you know, taking my anxiety medication this year has really helped with that, and it's helped put me in this spot right now letting things flow I can't control I can't control people feel about me I just like oh whatever I don't care what they think about me I'm gonna be me and again I'm still trying to find out who I am because me without control I can't even imagine but I know I'm gonna get there and just waking up like even the smallest things like when Maddie or somebody asked me like hey do you want to go do this instead of being like oh I gotta do this this and this first I'm gonna go do it and I do I have been doing I've been going places without doing all my checklist or without eating and I'm like I'm gonna eat this and eating more and experiencing more and like sometimes I eat before I work out Ooh. and if you know me I used to like my structure would be like I would wake up I would clean I would go on my I would go work out and then I would eat but sometimes I'm like hey let's go get let's go get food first or the, and I'm moving my stable structure in order to be alive and not have people wait on me and stop putting me as the focus of every day like opening up to more. And seeing that I don't have to control everything in order to have a good day. And that has been such, I've been loving it. And it's hard for me. And I see it in real time. And, like, it's so cool. Like, I I know that self-awareness is tough. And I know that that was my first episode back a few weeks. But the self-awareness in the moment is so beautiful. Like, I know when I'm trying to control and structure in the moment, I'm like, who cares? Let's just flow. Like, even about recording this. Like, I'm about to go to camp. With Maddie and Michaela, and I'm like, oh my God, I gotta rush through this podcast in order to go, and blah, blah, blah. I don't wanna finish this tomorrow. I do better. When- I was like, shh, like, shush the brain. You're gonna do fine. Like, record what you can, go, and then record it tomorrow if you have to. Like, chill, chill out. And it feels good to chill. Like, I don't need to play guitar before I go. I don't need to do this. Like, I'm gonna chill. Life is too short to be worried about the structure and the schedule every day. Yeah, I'm more structured when work is happening, and I think that my, my, my brain is adapting to the change, but it's okay. Like even going to, like, I just am more fluid than I once was. And I'm proud of myself. And I can't even imagine the beginning of next year or, you know, July next year. And I'm just calm and chill and doing what I want to do and flowing. I think the best day was the other day, Maddie and I just spontaneously got tattoos. Like, I think that is fun. Like, I think being spontaneous is great. And that you just don't like, you're not planning the day and it ends up going the best day that you've had. And I'm working on it. And I think that it's really important for me to continue to work on it and just feel happy with the flow of everything. And I, the more I take in and I really absorb the positivity. And I think I've, I've created a more wider environment for positive feedback. And I have more people in my life that are presenting good, positive feedback. That's not making me feel like I'm stupid And that are helping me rather than forcing me. And I think that's really made an impact too. So shout out to all my current peoples in my life. You guys mean the world to me. And a year ago from today, you know, like a year ago, I was surrounded by not very positive people. And and that played an impact on where I ended up. But it's put me on this path too. So I appreciate all that I've been through thus far. Not to kind of like expedite this episode, I wanted to keep it short and sweet because I feel that these are meant to be in-person conversations with people, not just recording a podcast of my experience. And I want to, I wanted to focus on for all of you that struggle the same way that I do and like the kind of coping skills that I've been recently utilizing for me when it comes to this and what I've been giving as, um, ideas for other people or suggestions for other people or advice for other people. And a lot of it, comes from you know like the simple not simple but the coping skills that go along with anxiety like when you're catching yourself going spiraling because of the control issues and things like that I think of box breathing like you know you breathe in for you breathe in for four breaths or four seconds and then breathe out for eight you know to kind of wrap yourself in the moment put yourself like ground yourself and then sometimes I just write it down so I can talk about it in therapy I don't text people about it anymore I'm really getting much better at calling people or creating, like, hey, can we talk, like, can, can, I'm having a bad day, can we hang out, so I can talk about it, call my mom, to process the things, and having many mantras, like, like, I just, like, shut up, you're gonna be fine, everything is fine, chill out, you're good, reel it back in, you little psychopath, you know, like, the things that I have to do in order to put myself back to baseline, and those, like, those strategies really work for me, like, I'm like, stop it, you're good, live life, you don't know how tomorrow's going to be, you don't even know how later's going to be, so chill, relax, and move on, or even if I have to sit and process it, that's okay too, that's part of the day, and I just hope that, I hope that people realize, and this is for everybody, like, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, well, control helps a lot of people, I don't, I don't think it's ever going to be enough for us to be okay, I feel like we just have to accept, because life is full of change, and I try to say this a lot to my kiddos at work like, the change is inevitable. Every single day, something can happen. And I want everyone to be able to accommodate and adjust way better than I did at a younger age. Like, I've had so many kiddos come through this year with anxiety. And, like, I hate change, but I'm like, buddies, you gotta, like, you gotta accept it. And I think, and I'm talking to my inner child because I wish I had somebody to tell that to me. You know, what I had shared, like, my one student, I could cry right now, at the end of the year, last Friday. She's like, Miss Smith, like, I really, really wish I listened to you sooner. I wish I came to more school. I wish I didn't didn't skip as much school as I did. You were right. I'm accepting more change now, and I feel better, and I wish I didn't waste so much time skipping school. And, you know, luckily for her, like, she has no idea, but her, she only missed, like, a few weeks of school, not even while she was dealing with this, I know it felt like a lifetime to her, but I'm so proud of her. And she pushed through it faster than anybody I know, including myself. Like I had years of this. I just got up to it, working on it now, but I'm helping kids expedite that process and be more comfortable and and live in the moments and, and do what you can. And, you know, I'm so happy to be doing that for them and, and pushing them on and knowing each kid and how I can help them do it and explain how to process things in real time rather than avoid it because I don't want them to turn into my mom or my grandma or myself now, right? Like, I don't think you should withhold it. I don't think you should have to experience anything. Like, talk out loud. Communicate explain it. And then, you know, like just looking at the control wheel, I know it's, it's stupid, but there's like a little wheel that I hang up in my office and I know the other social workers do like the things that you can control versus what you can, you can't control how other people feel or what they do, their behaviors, but you can control yours. You can control your feelings. And I think that's actually very comforting, you know, that you are your leader and that it's okay to get like spiral a bit, but bring yourself as long as you know how to bring yourself back in. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, why is that bothering you so much? Whether I'm talking to myself or somebody else, like ask yourself, why am I spiraling because of this? Where is this coming from? Work through it in, the, in that real time moment and you'll feel better. And, you know, encourage the thinking it through and accepting change and, and you know, even teaching parents how to explain change to kids. Like don't wait until there's big changes coming, like when they're little hey, life is sure. like things are going to change day in and day out. Like some days are going to be, you know, there's like the accommodation and explaining that. I think at a younger age that could really show that adaption will be okay. Like look at COVID, that just came out of nowhere. And we had to prepare for that. We had to just go with it and go. And you have to think like that, like sometimes it's not going to be a catastrophe or an, a pandemic, but that you have to adjust to those moments and we all have the cap- capacity to do it but we have to prepare for it too. And that can help with the control because you're like, oh, I can manipulate that to understand. You know, like, I don't know what I'm kind of saying here, but there's times where you can prepare and there's times where you cannot, but, you know, brace the life that you just go with that flow. And if you want to think outside that box, you can control a little bit, but just let it be. And move move through life, the, like accepting what it is and that life can be beautiful no matter what comes your way. And whatever is meant for you will be for you. And I, I know that sounds so silly, you know, but today I woke up with, you know, I woke up like I have to do this, this and this. I'm like, chill. And then I went on my walk and I listened to a Kelsey Ballerini podcast and I listened to, you know, the advice that she gave herself or that she, cause she's 28 now or 29 and she gave herself advice or that she, ta- <laughs> sorry, she was talking about like what she would tell her 22 year old self and the things that came from her were so beautiful. I'm not trademarking it. I'm, you know, these are Kelsey Ballerini quotes, but she said, you know, just enjoy the ride. The only way to get, get over something is to go through it, you know, feel, process it, feel the pain, feel the heartbreak, feel the, the changes in life and embrace it and that you're going to come out okay. We always do. And she's like one of my newer idols that I'm currently obsessed with. And just like, and I think certain people say these things, but don't just know somebody – like, if you like something, really learn about it. And and I really do have, like, certain celebrities and idols that I look up to. And I add new ones like Kelsey, and I look – like you can learn a lot from them because like th- that's like a friend that you've never really had, but you get to hear their perspective. And just like me, like if you're listening to me and you've never met me or you do know me and you don't, you don't talk to me on this personal level, you're learning from me, you know, learning from someone else's experience. Cause some of the, us are that learner. Like we learn through others rather than through ourselves or through experiencing ourselves. But sometimes you have to. And I think that her advice that she said like I would also say something like that like Courtney you're going to experience so much heartbreak and so much hurt in your early 20s but you're going to come out like a beautiful butterfly at the end and that you're going to keep building like you're going to change your colors you're going to change your wings and it's okay you can't control it and you're just going to be and have a beautiful life and look back on the positives rather than the negatives and that's what I'm going to leave off on. Like my current moment in life is I'm I'm looking at the positives. I'm not really reflecting on the negatives anymore. I think I've gotten over that smaller hurdle. And now I'm jumping over this big one of losing the sense of control. But everything at the end is going to be beautiful. And I truly believe that. And I might sound a little hippy-dippy, but I do. And I, I love life right now. And I love the people I'm surrounded by. And I'm really appreciative and grateful. And I hope that you can be too. But anywho, thank you for listening to this Shorter Pod. I think it was like a nice little short and sweet episode to, you know, probably wind back and forth between positive and negative episodes, but this one's in the middle. So if you have any questions and, you know, suggestions of how to get through some of the more difficult parts of life, or if you you just need me, you know where to find me. So again, enjoy your long weekend and let's keep going through what tweak or growing through what we go through. Uh, bye.